This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the Rookie Chef podcast with me, Nadi Zirfat. This is a bonus cook-along episode where we're going to be learning this week's recipe. In this Pause Anytime episode, Benjamina Ibwehi is going to talk you through the recipe for raspberry jam donuts. For this, you'll need 130 milliliters of whole milk, one vanilla pod split lengthways, 500 grams of strong white bread flour, 40 grams of golden caster sugar, one teaspoon of fine sea salt, seven grams of dried fast action yeast, three medium eggs lightly beaten, 120 grams of unsalted butter softened, vegetable oil for proving and deep frying, 350 grams of raspberry jam, and for the icing, 400 grams of icing sugar, sieved, pink food colouring, freeze-dried raspberries to decorate, which are optional. Raspberry jam donuts. So, step one, pour the milk into a saucepan and add the split vanilla pod. Slowly bring to a simmer and once it begins to steam, remove from the heat and pour into a measuring jug. If it has reduced, top up to 130 millilitres with extra milk, then leave to cool until tepid. So this step is really important when you're making bread, donuts, because you want to kill off the enzymes in the milk that can stop bread from rising. So you don't need to let the milk come to a boil. You're not, you know, eating up till it's super, super hot. You just want it to become, to reach a specific temperature to make sure that those enzymes are killed off and will help your bread rise nice and fluffy. So step two, put the flour into the large bowl of a stand mixer. Stir through the sugar, salt and yeast. 
Using the hook attachment for your mixer, begin combining the dry ingredients, then add the vanilla-infused milk and eggs. Keep mixing for 10 minutes until you have a smooth, elastic dough. Scoop small spoonfuls of the softened butter and gradually add to the dough. When all the butter has been added, continue mixing for a further 5-6 to minutes or until it's well incorporated and the dough is sticky and stretchy. So for this step, this is definitely one of those recipes where a stand mixer is really, really important. You could do this by hand if you are super, super committed, but it will be it will be a long process and your arms might just fall off. So if you've got a stand mixer, do use it for this recipe. Mixing for 10 minutes until you have a smooth elastic dough. Put a timer on when you're mixing. I think sometimes you can feel like you've been mixing for ages and ages and it's literally only been about two minutes. So stick a timer on um, just so you kind of have a rough idea of how long you've been going for. And you want the dough to be, like it says, smooth and elastic. It might still be a little bit tacky to touch, but you don't want a dough that's super, super sticky and just sticks to your fingers when you touch it. But it's going to be, yeah, nice and shiny when it's done. And then you add spoonfuls of softened butter into the dough. Again, don't add it all at once. Add it in bit by bit until it incorporates. You want your butter to be softened so it can incorporate really easily into the dough. If it's too cold, you might just have lumps of butter hanging around in your dough, which we don't want. We want it to all blend as one. So after you've done that, step three is lightly oil a large mixing bowl. Put the dough in the bowl cover and leave in a warm place for one hour or until doubled in size. At this point, this is where a lot of people can go wrong is in the proving. A lot of recipes will say leave it till it's doubled in size and sometimes that's really hard to tell and will depend on the temperature of your kitchen. For some, if you're in a really warm kitchen or you've got a warm place, it might it might be done in an hour or in half an hour, 45 minutes. If your kitchen is quite cold or you've not got a nice cozy place for it to rise, and this could take two hours, three hours, and sometimes even more. So I think just use your eyes um, to to kind of gauge when it's done and don't necessarily rely on the time uh, in the recipe. You want it to be nice and, and risen and, yeah, visibly risen. So step four. Divide the dough into 20 equal sized pieces. If you want to weigh them, they should be around 45 grams each. Roll the dough into balls and place them well spaced apart on two lightly oiled baking sheets. Cover with lightly oiled baking parchment or a light tea towel. If it's too heavy, it will keep the dough from rising. And leave for a further 1 hour 30 minutes or until doubled in size. So this step is quite straightforward. You want to just get your dough into equal pieces. I tend to weigh them just so, you know, there isn't one donut that is much larger than the others and everyone fights for that one. So just weigh it out um, and then roll them into nice tight balls. You want to get a really good shape on them early on um, to give you a better finished shape when you're frying them. So try and roll it on your work surface. You don't need too much flour to roll them. You want a little bit of kind of tackiness and resistance when you're rolling to get that nice taut skin on the top. So yeah, so roll them quite tightly and then like it says in the recipe, place them on a baking sheet and then just cover them again in a warm place for an hour and a half or until doubled in size. And again, this will depend on the temperature of your kitchen or wherever you're baking in. So step five, fill a large heavy base saucepan, two thirds full with oil and place over a low medium heat. 
bringing the temperature up to 170 degrees Celsius. Use a cooking thermometer to check, then carefully lift each donut and gently lower into the oil to fry in batches of about five at a time. Cook each batch for five minutes, turning halfway, until the donuts are dark golden brown. Remove with a stuttered spoon and transfer to a baking tray lined with kitchen paper and leave to cool completely. So this step, the major step, frying the donuts, which some people do get a little bit scared at when you've got a massive pot of oil. It can be a little bit intimidating, but take your time. Don't rush this step and just make sure you've got everything laid out before you start. Heating up your oil to the right temperature is super important here. You don't want oil that's too hot or your donuts are going to burn and be raw in the middle. And if it's too cool, it's just going to soak up all that oil and be quite um, a greasy donut, which we don't want. So if you have a cooking thermometer, definitely use this here. If you don't have one, keep an eye on the temperature. You may need to raise the heat and lower the heat quite often to keep it quite stable. And if you don't have a thermometer, then you can do a little test run by dropping a small section of a small sort of piece of dough into the into the oil and kind of gauging how that cooks if it sizzles way too quickly it's probably too hot if it doesn't sizzle at all when it just kind of floats in the oil then it's probably too cool remove with a sauce spoon yeah and then transfer to a baking tray lined with kitchen paper and that is just to help soak up any excess oil that we don't want on our donuts and you want them to leave to cool completely before we fill because filling in a warm donut means it's going to go everywhere so for step six spoon the raspberry jam into a piping bag without a nozzle and snip a very small hole in the end Use a skewer to poke a hole in the side of each donut, then push the end of the piping bag into each hole and pipe in a little of the jam. This is the fun part, filling your donuts. If you've not got a piping bag, a disposable one or a non-disposable one, you can use a food bag. I've used that before. Just um, put your jam or your filling inside and then tie up the end and again, just snip snip a hole at the end and you can use that as well. And you want to put a good amount of jam in each donut. You want, you know, I like a generous filling. So make sure you've got enough jam in each donut. Last step, step seven for the icing. Mix together the icing sugar and four tablespoons of water, then a drop or two of the food colouring to make it pale pink. Drop a dessert spoonful of the icing on top of each donut, then use a palette knife to spread and even out the icing. Sprinkle each one with the freeze-dried raspberries if you like. So at this point, again, it's quite straightforward. It's a decorating, which is the fun part, making it look beautiful. When you're mixing icing sugar and water, you can kind of play around with the consistencies here. So if you prefer a thinner, more um, translucent icing, you can add a little bit more water. But if you prefer it much thicker um, and more opaque, then you can just add some more icing sugar. So you can really play around with consistencies there, depending on what you'd prefer. But I'd just say, let the icing set before you dive into them. And those are your raspberry donuts. Thank you for listening to this week's cook-along episode. To find out more, go to bbcgoodfood.com and make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode. 